The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? We are reunited. Matt Humans is here, and it is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got a good show on tap today. Wes Reynolds coming up in 15 minutes to discuss everything we are going to see this weekend in the PGA Tour. Of course, host the long shots in the green zone and a man of many talents, but we got the Pebble Beach Pro-Am coming up this week. Well, not only that, Big Ten hoops. We yep. do that with Wes Reynolds and a, uh, a big NBA card today, which is why Aaron Renning is on the show. Yes, yes, indeed. So a lot to get to today, and we'll touch on football. Yes, we still have the Super Bowl coming up, but not a ton to recap, although... Like I said yesterday, forget Tom Brady retiring. Let's get into this Brian Flores thing. But that is not a sports betting topic. Now there's Tom Brady retiring. You can't so. catch any tickets now off Tom Brady retiring. So let's move on. Yeah, let's do it. Right. And I don't want to talk about it anyway. Well, let's talk a little uh, football before we get to the events that was. Uh, are you surprised? Because I got to talk about this yesterday. So I'll get your thoughts on mm-hmm. it. You surprised we're up to four and a half pretty much across the board on this side here? No. no. Uh, because what I think you have early, and we've talked about this with Super Bowl betting trends, Early on in the first two weeks, the the sharp money comes in, and it's obvious that the uh, the sharper betters prefer the Rams. Uh, if you look at it, it's clear the Rams are the better team. The Bengals have the wild card in Joe Burrow, so you get the sharper money on the Rams. Next week, especially later in the week when the public starts to bet, uh, you're going to have a lot of money line play on the Bengals, a lot more play on the Bengals plus four and a half. And then at that point, I think you'll see the line come down a little bit. So I'm not really surprised by the early patterns. I mean, you you were one of the first guys to bet uh, Rams three and a half. You jumped on that right away. Um, if I liked the Rams, I would go ahead and lay a cheaper money line price when it drops later next week. I don't want to lay more than three with the favorite. Yep. Uh, and so you see, too, and the, the, the matchup is fascinating in, in every way, I think. I like this. The more I think about it, the more I like this matchup. Like, two good quarterbacks, it's a really good defense. There's good storylines all the way around. You get this guy right here, Joe Burrow, who's been absolutely fantastic, a killer, as you have called him. You see some of these numbers here. Joe Burrow against the spread, uh, overall 19-10, and 10, but 15-14-1 straight up. Uh, so the ball, the wins haven't been there. He's been covering numbers as an underdog. How about this? Never count Joey B out. Huh? 13-6-1 and one as an underdog and an, under, an underdog of, is that two and a half or more points? Because that would be pretty much every single game, right? 13-2-1. and one. Yeah, there's actually been four games in there where he was a dog of less than two and a half points. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, two and a half or more, 13-2-1, pretty good mark uh, in the dog roll for Joe Burrow. And, uh, obviously, two of those were against the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, see, the thing that goes into this match, both of them uh, comebacks were needed in both of those games. So you definitely don't want to fall behind because I think out of the two defenses – the Rams have their issues. I, I think the Rams defense with that front seven would be able to uh, keep Joe Burrow. Well, you kind of saw that 
Sunday against uh, Jimmy G. W- when the Rams knew that Jimmy G had to throw throw the ball, they pinned their ears back. Yep. Did nothing but uh, rush him relentlessly, and he was under so much pressure he didn't really have a chance. So yeah, you don't ever want to fall behind by two or three touchdowns like the Bengals did against KC. You could also say, well, you don't want to fall behind Patrick Mahomes by behind uh, by 18 points in Kansas City. But it happened, and uh, they found a way to score 24 straight. The thing about Burrow is that uh, I don't think the, the Bengals are going to be intimidated by the uh, the big stage or the opponent. The Rams are not uh, a team that's going to intimidate you, I don't think. If, if you can beat the Chiefs twice, why would you be uh, afraid of any opponent? You're not going to fear anything uh, going into L.A. in this game. And uh, Joe Burrow's just that type of guy, too. And this is a, a young team that I think is going to be full of confidence in the Super Bowl. I, I hate to uh, straddle the fence, but I, I kind of I think Brent Musburger might have a similar pick. I think the Rams are going to win this game by three points. Okay. I, I just uh, I lean to the Rams winning a close game. I'd like to take four and a half or even five if it goes there with the Bengals. Uh, but if that money line drops on the Rams, I think I would play it that way too and see if it, it could fall in the middle. I, I have a feel five of the last six playoff games have been decided by three points. Right. And the other one decided by over and overtime by six. Uh, so essentially, we've had could have had six straight playoff games decided by three points. I'm not going to be surprised if it's seven in a row. Um, we had Peter King on the Follow the Money show yesterday, and he said, "Man, I really want to go with the Bengals." He said, "I'm probably going to pick the Bengals in the game." I've seen a lot of national media types picking the Bengals uh, this week. When I, I thought it was going to be Rams, 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 wow. Rams, and that would be good news for the Bengals if everybody picked the Rams. It looks like there's a lot of people jumping on the Joe Burrow bandwagon. I was going to say, dare yeah. I say, falling into the trap of, hey, they got the quarterback, Joey B, right? right? Got blonde hair. I don't know if he's got blue eyes, but the blonde hair, blue-eyed wonder, wonderkind who's already in the Super Bowl his second year as a starter for the Cincinnati Bengals. I was say Jared Goff had blonde hair and blue eyes. Where'd, where'd that get him? Detroit. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> didn't make very well. And they got the other guy, Matthew Stafford, here, who I don't think is soft and who I think has. <laughs> I don't know if he's a killer, but he's definitely he'll harm you. How about that? He's got some. He's got some harm in there. He'll get after you. All right. So again, uh, right now in terms of the side, four and a half total, forty-eight and a half. I said yesterday that I think this is kind of where we bottom out both sides in total. Uh, four and a half, probably maybe the highest we get on the side, 48 and a half, the lowest we get on the total. So if you want to go, you know, contrarian, dare I say, if you want to go on the other way, I think the uh, numbers are going to start to go toward 50 and then toward three and a half again. So get oh, in I definitely now. think the total is going back to 50. Yep. I don't know. There might be a couple books that go to five on the, uh, on the point spread, but I don't think it goes over five, and I'm not even sure you're going to see a five. But four and a half uh, right now is uh, the ceiling and uh, – I'm not sure if it's going to drop to three and a half next week or not. I do expect that Rams money line to drop down to around minus 170, if not lower at some point. I think that Rams money line price is going to drop. And remember Sunday, too, we saw a pretty big bet, $180,000 on that Rams money line. It was immediately after the conference championship game. So big bets are already out there, and uh, they will continue to come in as we get closer to Super Bowl 56. But we got just under two weeks. You see some of the biggest reported Super Bowl bets too, by the way. I mentioned one of them. That's the second one right there. The $522,500 on the Rams minus four at Caesars. Uh, the 180K on Caesars, the one I mentioned on Sunday. You get 110 on the Bengals at plus four and a half at Caesars. And of course $105,000 on the Rams at Caesars. Oh, hey, look at that's from Ben Fox at vcin.com. He's got some good sources at Caesars. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of big bets out there in the on the game. 
Caesar's the only place taking big I was bets. To say, yeah, can we get some see. of the can we get some of the South Point bets in there? Can we, yeah. uh, some other books uh, putting up big bets? Or I mean, all Jimmy McCarroll, Jimmy McCarroll fired away last has week. Has Caesar's got the market cornered on big bets here? Yeah, huh? Jimmy. Let's see. Did Jimmy put anything up? Did he fire away on something yet? Uh, yeah. See, here we go. Huh? Sixty-six thousand dollars on the Rams minus four here at the South Point Hotel and Casino for the Super Bowl and uh, Rams money line. Ooh, see, this is this guy didn't listen to you though. 40,000 on minus 200 on the Rams. Yeah. As Jimmy put double trouble with a purple devil emoji on Twitter. 40 uh, minus 200 is not a bargain on the Rams money line. There's definitely going to be a cheaper price out there, so I would not call that a sharp bet necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, n- none of those bets cracked the uh, top four here at Caesars, yep. those six-figure bets. Yeah, but in Ben's defense, this came down 22 hours ago. So Yeah, there's, there's going to be uh, gonna be plenty more six-figure bets coming in on this uh, on this game the next 10 days. All right, let's move on from there really quick before we get to today's card because college basketball last night I thought was freaking great with some of the games. Sure. Uh, Texas Tech head coach Chris Beard, I say that in jest because uh, somebody messed up in the graphics truck yesterday and put that underneath him as a lower third, uh, does not get revenge in Lubbock. In fact, the Red Raiders, this team continues to deliver, man. Right? We talked about it last week in that double overtime loss to Kansas. Now they're covering numbers left and right. And then here again against Texas last night, humans – Texas Tech and the Red Raider fans, they get their revenge over Chris Beard, and they continue to cover these numbers and win some of these games that the market at least uh, does not believe in them. They went from five and a half to four and a half yesterday. Uh, yeah, I have to give props to Paul Stone, too. Our good buddy, he texted me yesterday morning and said, Texas Tech wins this game by double digits. Wow. And Paul is typically not that bold in his statements. And I said, really? Uh, he's extremely confident. And this was his biggest college basketball bet of the season. Okay. Uh, laying the points with Texas Tech. And he got there without much sweat, 77 to 64 as a uh, four and a half point favorite. <coughs> How about the total? 122 and it lands on 121. Um, These guys know what they're doing. But Tech fans were camped out outside the arena all week. This was the game of the year that Tech had circled because Chris Beard ditched. Lubbock to go to hated rival in Austin, and they wanted blood last night. Uh, the Red Raiders wanted blood, and they got it. And I don't think you can overreact to anything you saw on the Texas Tech side because this was their, quote, Super Bowl. And uh, I think Texas kind of went in there last night as sacrificial lambs, knowing they were going to probably take a beating. And uh, that's what happened. But props to Paul Stone. That was his biggest bet of the college season on Tech. Yeah, Tech uh, and now a 14-7-1 on the season in terms of their ATS record. Uh, they've done a tremendous job. And this run that they're on, they've covered five straight. And I think it's 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 11 now for Texas Tech in terms of covering the number. So continue to deliver there. Uh, all right. Your guys, you have a lot on the board today. Unless, I mean, like, I kind of wanted to talk about Kansas and Iowa State, but I was on the wrong yeah, side. We can talk about that game for well, a second because it's pretty huh? shocking, right? I, I'll, I'll, if I could talk, Agbaji, closing line value doesn't mean a lot sometimes, <laughs> right? Agbaji ends up not making the trip. Uh, Kansas at one point could have gotten it. Uh, I, I got it four and a half yesterday. Uh, I think was that the peak, or did they get it to like five, five and a half at the open? No, uh, four and a half. Right, okay. uh, was probably the best number on uh, Iowa State, and then it's announced that O'Shea. Agbaji, Kansas' best player, 21 points per game scorer, probably one of the top five players in the country, doesn't make the trip to Ames. And not because he didn't want to go to Ames, it's because he had COVID. I've been to Ames. I wouldn't want to make that trip either. (laughs) But he had COVID, and uh, COVID protocols kept him home. So at that point, the number crashes. I saw uh, near closing time, Kansas minus one at several books, closed one and a half here. 
uh, the money line all the way down to minus 125. Essentially a pick em sort of game where you catch a four and a half on Iowa State. Guess what? Jayhawks control it the whole way. They get out to a 13 to 6 lead yep. and really don't look back. Uh, the bottom line coaching mismatch. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, well, Bill Self's not a great coach. He just gets players. Bill Self is 10 times the coach, at least, that TJ Otzelberger is. And if you watch that game, he coached circles around TJ. But TJ yells a lot. So, I mean, that helps, right? Uh, he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't run any sort of offensive system whatsoever, except, hey, dribble around the three point line and shoot. Hey, join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday, the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy's going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vicaro, and Vinny Mayulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game. Stories from behind the book and all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for anyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday, the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale, Paul Howard's favorite beer, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' book, and learn from these bookmaking yeah, you got that right. Paul Howard can't stop drinking bookmaker bond he <laughs> we'll, loves it we'll come back here on the edge the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to americans and yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates young voters who are angry the campaign moment podcast from the washington post gives you what matters I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know the VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insight for the big game. Right now, you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide. Digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. With that, let's welcome in Wes Reynolds, host of Short Shots, Long Shots, and everything in between here on the network. And uh, before we get to Wes, I'll let you set this up, Matt Ewins, because you had a grand trip down to Southern California. I don't know about a grand trip. Didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. I actually went to uh, the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. And, uh, Wes, the playoff did not turn out the way Brady Cannon and I hoped. We had uh, Will Zalatoris at about 40-1, to and he loses to uh, Luke List in a playoff. And I have a photo here. This is how close I was to the tee. Could have reached out and touched him. JBT, can you see it? I'm standing right next to Will. And it's past sunset there when they're about ready to tee off in the first playoff hole. And it's, it's, it was darker than it looks in that photo. There's no way they could have played a second playoff hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes, how was the action for you in the Farmers Insurance Open? 
Yeah, Matt, I didn't have quite as good a look as you did. Did have Justin Rose that was kind of lurking a little bit. And had he birdied 18, he would have eventually made the playoff with these two guys. But struck the ball beautifully all week and then finally made some putts on Saturday and then gets 18, promptly puts one in the water, settles for a T6 with the bogey at the last. But, you know, it was kind of amazing to see Willie Z struggle with the putter. I mean, young guys often do that. But Luke Lisp throughout his entire career has really struggled with the putter so what do you do when you can't putt you hit a bullet on 18 to about two or three feet and go ahead and win your first tournament in 206 starts yeah no kidding so I was going to uh, segue into uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week you had Justin Rose last week you're going to play Justin Rose a guy who looks like he should be uh, a serious contender this week at Pebble Beach yeah and uh, the number is worse than where I got him uh 29 to 1, but that got cut, of course, with Will Zalatoris bowing out of this event with COVID 19. So now you're seeing him around the 20 to 1 range. And look, uh, I think he's been playing very well. If you look at his form, really, over the last four events, he's got top 12 or better finishes in three of the last four events. I actually think he should be shorter than Jason Day. I know why Jason Day is kind of short because of the form where he's got like top five finishes, I think like seven of the last nine years or something like that, top 10 finishes rather, but I'm not buying necessarily into Jason Day. This guy was 100 to one last week, and now you're telling me he's 20 to one, albeit a downfield. So I actually thought Justin Rose should have been priced shorter. He's been really good on approach fifth in last week's field. It seemed like only Will Salatoris was hitting better irons than he was. So Justin Rose, my shortest price this week. All right, Wes, and uh, by the way, listen to the Long Shots uh, podcast or watch it. It's up at uh, vcin.com. And, uh, Wes, I did want to ask you about Maverick McNeely, former Stanford star, grew up on this course. Tough life, right? You grew up with a billionaire dad on the Pebble Beach golf course. Uh, he tied, yeah, exactly. Huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, tied, he tied for fifth here in 2020, second place last year. Is it too obvious to bet Maverick McNeely? I bet him this week at 28-1. to 1. And it seems like a lot of cappers like him. Yeah, I don't blame you for betting him. I ended up taking a pass, although he makes perfect sense here based on his form, based on the fact you mentioned his father, Scott McNeely, who is the co-founder of Sun Microsystems. And Scott McNeely used to play this event every year in the Pro-Am, so he grew up around this course. So you would think if he's going to hit, it could very well be here. Great putter on Poa Green, so that obviously matches the profile here. I ended up thinking that the price was a little too short, and now it's drifted even more with Will Zalatoris being taken off the board. So some of these prices that were kind of in the mid-20s or to the 30s really drift down where it was too low for me to get involved. All right, Wes, take it away here for the next couple minutes. What else you like on the futures board? If you bet any top 10s or 20s and any matchups here in the Pebble Beach? Yeah, for the outrights, uh, Kevin Kisner, 50 to 1. And Bermuda is his preferred putting surface, but he does have good finish on Poa Greens in the past. Uh, back to back top 10s to start the year at the Sony and also at the uh, Kapalua Tournament of Champions. So this is a good profile for him, Matt, because all these courses are about 7,000 yards or 6,900 yards and change. These are the type of courses that Kevin Kisner can win on. He can't win on these 7,600 yard long tracks. So I like his chances this week, even though no Bermuda Greens here. Tom Hoagie, going back to him, was on him actually two weeks ago when I got the runner up at the American. And express when he was 125 to one keep in mind he was t2 last year here at pebble beach after 54 holes really good on these shorter coastal tracks uh 
third at the Mayakoba, third over the years at the Sony Open, was fourth last November at the RSM Classic at Sea Island. Those courses, I think, do kind of correlate to Pebble Beach. So Tom Hoagie, 60 to 1. Matt Kuchar, 66 to 1. Seven, three weeks ago in the Sony where he's won before. That correlates, I think, to Pebble Beach. He's tops in the field for strokes game putting on Poa Greens over the last 24 rounds. So Kuchar, 66 to 1. Russell Knox, 80 to 1. Leads this week's field for a couple stat categories that I looked into. Good drives gained and also greens and regulation gain. Top 10 in strokes gained approach. He was seventh here last year. Another guy I think you like, Matt, and you got an up and close and personal look at him in 2019 at Pebble Beach when he was T3 behind Woodland and Kepka, and that's Jez Reeby at 101, was also the runner-up in this event in 2018. Third in good drives gained, six in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. And then the long shot, kind of a young guy, Grayson Sig, 125 to 1. Actually won on this golf course as an amateur, won the Carmel Cup, two-time winner on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, only player in the field that ranks top 10 in proximity from 100 to 125 yards and 125 to 150. You're going to get a lot of those shots here on a short course, so you got to be really good with the wedges, and he has been of late. Yeah, speaking of uh, Ches Reeby, you see on that graphic there, DraftKings has got him at 65 yep. to 1. This is why you have to shop for golf gods. I bet him this week at 125 to 1. Uh, big difference between 65 and 125. Uh, all right, Wes, let's talk college hoops. JVT, where do you want to tip it off? Uh, let's go to uh, what I think is going to be the main event later today in the Big Ten, Wisconsin at Illinois, Wes. So we see this open 6.5 with a total of 140. We're pretty much floating around in that area, except uh, we're up to 7 in some spots. Totals down to 136.5. News is Andre Corbello is going to be available to play for Illinois. Uh, to my eye, this seems somewhat high, though, for a pretty solid Wisconsin team who has been a lot better offensively than I expected. But what do you see here? Yeah, I don't disagree, JBT. I didn't necessarily bet this as of yet, but this does seem like a high number. They're both kind of similar teams, and in, in when you look – at what they run and what teams run against them. Their defenses, they have to defend a lot of screen and roll, and that's what they try to do. But Illinois, with Kofi Coburn, obviously a big advantage on the post at both ends against Wisconsin size. Wisconsin's got some tall guys, but they're very long and lanky. So you do worry a little bit about the Badgers that they are going to get overpowered here. But I, look, th this is a tough number with Wisconsin. I mean, I mean look, what teams want to do, they're going to keep trying to double Johnny Davis and run two defenders at him as soon as he gets the ball on the catch, and that's what they've been doing all Big Ten season. And you're seeing teams kind of try to force Brad Davis and beat him from the perimeter. They're like, if he hits six or seven threes, then he does. They'd much rather let Davis and beat him, of course, than Johnny Davis. But small lean to Wisconsin, but I'm staying out of it as of now. How about the, uh, another Big Ten game on the card tonight? Purdue, a 10.5 or 11-point favorite at Minnesota. And uh, West, this Purdue team's got some problems defensively. Blew a 20-point lead on uh, the home court in West Lafayette against Ohio State. Needed Jaden Ivey to hit a three to bail them out in that 81-78 win over the Buckeyes. I think the home dog can, uh, can make this interesting. What about you tonight with uh, Purdue a road favorite at Minnesota? Yeah, I'm on the same side with you, Matt, and I took 11 with the Gophers. Kind of a tricky tricky schedule deal for Purdue. They get that buzzer-beating win over Ohio State with Jaden Ivey hitting the three. You got Michigan and Illinois, two big back-to-back -back home games coming in Mackey over the next week. And what you talk about with Purdue's defense, they are not very good at defending off the dribble nor in the pick-and-roll, and that's what Minnesota and Ben Johnson, their new coach, run pretty much exclusively. They've got multiple ball handlers that can put the ball on the floor, get 
get to the deck. So what I think you'll see Purdue, they're going to try to maybe run more of a spacing lineup because when they put Travion Williams in there, that's where they do a little bit more spacing. But Minnesota, I know, does not have the size, obviously, to compete with Purdue. But I think that they're going to try to slow it up a little bit, run a little bit more of a deliberate pace. I thought 11 was pretty big here, so I like the Gophers in the barn. All right, Wes, got about a minute left. Any uh, other bets you've got on tonight's college hoops card? Yeah, I did bet Notre Dame at five. There's some four and a halves out there now. They're going to Miami. They were disappointing on Monday night. Duke absolutely took them out of their game. Notre Dame missed a bunch of layups. Notre Dame's spacing wasn't really good offensively. But now going on the road to Miami, and this ACC is way down. So you really have a bunch of teams that I think are kind of all like mucked together with the exception of Duke, who's tops in the conference. And I think Notre Dame and Miami are pretty equal and kind of in that muck a little bit. I like Notre Dame coming off that tough home loss where I think a lot of people are going to skirt and want to stay away from them because they disappointed on Monday. And that's kind of when I want to jump in. So I took the Irish at Miami tonight. Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds one up on Twitter. Wes, always good to talk to you, bud. Good job. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. You got it. Great job by Wes. One of the, West, one of the best broadcasters at the network. Yes. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's stuff that we didn't have time. Very was, good handicapper as well. What's up? I was going to say, I know it, uh, you don't handicap a lot of Big East basketball, but Villanova Marquette. Oh, we'll talk about that game. Okay. We'll that's talk okay. about that. That's, I think that's one of the, uh, probably the second most interesting game tonight behind Wisconsin and uh, Illinois. Do you think I should be spooked that I was that close to Will Zalatoris and now he's got COVID? Uh, you were outdoors. You were outdoors. Okay. So I feel good about it. Now, did okay. you reach out like a fan and like try no, to touch him? Oh, did not. Yeah. We'll come back. We got plenty left. Uh, NBA with Aaron Rennie. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Join the action on Football's Biggest Sunday with the final football face-off presented by Jack Daniels. Play free fantasy football for your shot at a share of 20000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings, DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels now to set your roster before game time. Jack Daniels, make it count. 21 or older only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. I think that was the best promo read you've ever done. I, I wonder why. I can get enthusiastic about Jack Daniels <laughs> and DraftKings. All right, yeah. let's uh, go out to Aaron Renning, professional sports better and VSIN contributor. And uh, ER, I want to kick it off here. Thanks for jumping on today to uh, talk about the Super Bowl. Have you made a bet yet? What are you thinking about the big game? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, glad to be with you. Yes, I've made a, a few bets. It's kind of uh, – uh, interesting. Of course, uh, the lines came up uh, Sunday. Uh, it, you know, it it uh, pretty much widely available shops right after the uh, the second game. Um, you know, I, I thought 50 for the total was a little high, uh, so I had grabbed some under, and I ex and I thought I was going to like the Rams in the game, so I grabbed some money line. Um, at, at that point, I think I laid a dollar seventy, dollar seventy five on the Rams, but then, you know, looking and thinking about the game a little bit more and, and running some numbers, I actually uh, came up with a play on the over. So I actually bet kind of came over the top and bet over 48 and uh, actually grabbed a little bit uh, of uh, the Bengals plus four and a half now. So that's just the, and usually I don't do anything like this. It's just the way things kind of worked out. I think I'm, you know, positive expectation uh, with all my bets. If I have to recommend anything, 
you know, I, I think I would look at the Rams first half. If you've looked at the playoffs or if you watched the playoffs so far, the Rams have really dominated uh, the first half of these games for the most part. Obviously, that was the case against Arizona, was the case against Tampa Bay. Even, you know, the first quarter or I'm sorry, the first uh, yeah quarter and a half uh, against San Francisco, um, you know, they controlled uh, that game as well. I kind of trust the uh, McVay. Uh, to come up with the right game plan. But, you know, with that said, Joe Burrow, um, yeah, hard to hard to lay more than a field goal against that guy. Not sure I trust McVay in the second half, making the adjustments, making the right calls here. So uh, that's the way I'm looking at. If you can get over 48, which I'm not sure uh, going to have a chance at, that's the way I would look as well. And, of course, JVT, I'll be looking at uh, the crossover props now yep. that come up. Uh, the end of the week here between NBA and NFL. Oh, yeah. I was going to have Aaron Renning on, actually. This is my official invitation. I was going to have you on the podcast uh, if you had time to talk about those crossboard props. Cannot wait to break them all down. So, you got anything else you want to go over to NBA? All right. Let's go to the association. DR. Um, let's discuss one of the best games on the board tonight, Memphis and New York. So, Grizzlies up from a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, on the overnight. Some, I think one spot like flashed up two early, but regardless, three-and-a-half is the majority opener, up to four with a total of 217 right now. Coming off of that overtime loss to a Joel Embiid less 76ers team. What do you do here on the road against New York? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've had uh, Memphis circled in this game for a couple weeks or a week or two. I always kind of try to look ahead in the schedule and um, find, you know, what you hope is a decent spot. I, I'm not crazy uh, about the number here uh, with Memphis laying three and a half, four. Uh, I think if, uh, again, look at a bet Memphis, if you want to bet, you know, I look to lay uh, the points and maybe try to grab some cheap money line uh, with the Grizzlies as well. But, you know, I, I've looked to bet against the Knicks really, you know, after watching them the first uh, week or two of the season, you know, this is a team that was just definitely out of gas uh, from last year, which is typical uh, of a uh, Thibodeau coach team. You know, you had that kind of condensed schedule last year. Um, and, and of course, uh, these guys played a ton of minutes, including a guy like Julius Randall, who off a career year, you know, worked so hard in the off season a year ago. Uh, it just hasn't been there night in night out for him. Uh, this team has gotten booed at home and I think you get them off a decent spot beating Sacramento, uh, by 20. I actually bet the Knicks the other night, uh, against Sacramento, but you know, beating the Kings at this point, no big deal. Remember they had lost uh, five or I'm sorry, six or seven games before that. And you're right. You, you know, you get this Memphis team, uh, that's been so solid, has great depth. Uh, and you get them off the loss here. Uh, so I'd expect them to come back with a pretty good performance. All right, let's go to uh, Thunder Mavericks. I'm very interested in your thoughts here because I have a bet on this total, and I am hoping uh, it is the same direction that you are in. This is up to 12 on the side of the Mavericks. Totals down to 205 and a half. I actually got to as high as 209 early this morning. What are you on here? Uh, yeah, I, I do. You know, I look to maybe uh, play the Mavericks here in this one. Um, you know, the, I was surprised. Uh, I think I saw 11 this morning and that didn't last long, got bet up to 12. So I stayed away from the side, but uh, my biggest bet of the day here was uh, under the total uh, in this game. And obviously the number has moved pretty good, which uh, always tough uh, for the mornings to afternoons to before the game. But um, you know, the, the thunder the other night uh, against Portland um, were down early in that game and uh, came back and, and won that game going away 98 to 81. But, you know, I think you certainly note the 179 points scored against the Portland team that doesn't play much 
in the way of defense, but the thunder obviously without uh, Shea uh, Gilgus Alexander here until the all-star break. And, you know, if you, if you look at the thunder and you, you paid attention to them, they've been certainly a, an adequate defensive team all year. Uh, the offense can be a hit and miss, probably more miss from an efficiency standpoint, but now uh, without their star point guard, you know, where are the points going to come from, uh, from this team? I think it's going to be very difficult. Dallas has obviously played very good defense, uh, surprisingly good defense, uh, throughout the campaign. I would expect that to kind of continue. And obviously you, you know, you have Dallas without Przingis here takes away from what they want to do offensively. Uh, and then remember Hardaway's out. Uh, for them as well. So, again, pretty good bet under the total here. All right, I like it. All right, let's go to the bottom of the rotation and uh, talk a little bit about this uh, Trailblazers team. They're on the road taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Markets pushed this up to four uh, total right now, about 223 or 222 and a half. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like I bet against the Lakers pretty much half their games this year, <laughs> and I'm about due to go against them uh, once again here. I mean, this is uh, this is always kind of the worst spot as a home favorite. Uh, is it is you know expecting them to win here uh, by margin? Um, looking to bet against that. You know this is not a great spot for the Lakers. They've been on the road, um, you know, forever here. Uh, they have not played a home game since uh, January the 19th. Uh, remember that loss against the Pacers as a similar favorite, a three and a half point favorite uh, over Indiana. Lost that game, of course, um, on the uh, East Coast here at Orlando, Miami, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Charlotte, uh, and Atlanta. Always that tricky spot coming home. I continue to be without uh, LeBron James, who's you know kind of done it all for this team this year. Uh, we know this roster is uh, absolutely sketchy uh, without him. And Portland, for you know for whatever reason, I've had them uh, rated decent from a power rating perspective uh, here. Obviously, continue to be without some key parts, but. Uh, Simons, I thought he's, you know, the point guard's been one of the most improved players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, he's off a poor game against the Thunder. I think they just ran out of gas the second half uh, the other night against the Thunder. But you get C.J. McCollum back, uh, still a capable team. So uh, I would advise taking the four points here. Uh, with Portland. At ER Sports 1 up on Twitter. Right. If we have time, I want to get your thoughts on two uh, totals. Uh, let's start with Cleveland and Houston. So this is one that I had circled. I wanted to bet this under the 220, and those are still out there, ER. Uh, part of the thinking here is Darius Garland uh, is not going to be available, and I just don't know who's going to dribble the basketball for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and their offense has suffered without him playing point. What do you make of the Cavaliers here, uh, both side and total, but namely the total, because I just don't know what I'm getting out of this offense. Yeah, I was a little surprised that uh, Osman was a kind of starting point guard yeah. the other night. He did have 12 assists, uh, shot terrible uh, from the field. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly get where you're coming from there. Um, the trouble is, um, you know, pretty much, uh, you, you know, we can roll uh, you out there at point guard. You could look pre generally pretty good against this Houston yep. Rockets team. Uh, they have been uh, awful defensively, one of the worst defensive teams. Uh, I have them rated so poorly uh, from a defensive perspective. Uh, I, I've played them over uh, the Rockets over quite a bit uh, this year, which kind of keeps me off uh, the total. I actually leaned a little bit over the total. In fact, I, I made this just a little bit higher. I did not get there to bet, but certainly understand the thought here for Cleveland. And if they continue to play without Garland, uh, that's definitely the way you want to look with this team. And last 45, have you been in on these uh, Pacers over 7-2 to the over last nine since uh, Turner's been out? 
Yeah, I haven't been, which uh, I certainly regret, but that's obviously the right way. I mean, uh, this team just has absolutely no rim resistance rights uh, whatsoever uh, without Turner now going to be without some bonus, but missing some other bigs as well. So um, generally I'm proactive and, and ride these streaks pretty good, but uh, this is definitely one I've missed with the Pacers. So, uh, you know, continue good luck with that one. Follow on Twitter at ER Sports One. Aaron, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Aaron Renning, VC contributor, NFL and NBA handicap. Great job on both sports. Oh, Very yeah. sharp. Very sharp opinion on both sports. Jay Cornegay at the Westgate Superbook tweeted out uh, 71% of the spread bets on the Bengals at his book and 77% on the under. Hmm, interesting. But the the line's moving to the Rams, huh? All right, we'll come back. We got best bets. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouch. It's a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in one... I was about to say 100 varieties. Available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. That's where the 100 comes from, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find, locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's get the best bets. Yeah. Uh, you took a tough one in the uh, association last night. Yeah, NBA. Uh, what are you going to do, right? Uh, take um, take three. Gamble on the fact that I think Jimmy Butler's going to play. He does. Number closest, one and a half in that range um, with the heat on the road. A little bit of a better spot after Jimmy Butler takes the night off the night before. Leading by double digits throughout. Uh, and covering throughout until the 541 mark of the fourth quarter. That's the first moment which they were not covering that game and ultimately lose by four in a game in which I was catching three. So NBA, what are you going to do? Three plays for today on the right side of the number for two of these. And again, all these uh, up early morning, vcin.com slash JVT. 
Uh, Magic plus four and a half against the Indiana Pacers. So I kind of alluded to part of the angle here, uh, which is with ER and Aaron Renning. The Pacers, since they have lost Miles Turner, have been atrocious defensively, and it's not surprising, right? Rim defense is not there. DeMontis Sabonis now in COVID protocol. That hurts immensely on their defensive front, too. Uh, The Magic, pretty pesky team when it comes to attacking within four feet of the basket, something the Pacers can't really do very well in terms of defending. And the Pacers are just a poor defensive team that I think might be a little overvalued. Number peaked at five. It's down to three and a half. So took Magic plus four and a half here against the Indiana Pacers. Also late four and a half. This number is as high as six and a half. Some spots six. I think there's a couple straight five and a halves out there still with the Boston Celtics. Um, but reasoning here, humans, is there was a month-long stretch where Charlotte was playing some pretty good defense, right? Uh, actually, if you looked at that month-long stretch, I think they were third in defensive efficiency. But if you actually accounted for quality of shots that they were giving up, they were still playing some pretty poor defense. That's come back here the last couple of days. No Gordon Hayward later tonight. Celtics, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and really flexing their muscles over the last couple of games. Charlotte, 1-4 against the spread in their last five, giving up 119 points per 100 possessions over those five. I think that's going to continue. And then I will go head-to-head with... Aaron running here, and I will bet on the New York Knicks tonight, plus three and a half against the Memphis Grizzlies. I kind of think New York matches up somewhat well with them. They guard the interior. Like, that's one of their strengths in terms of what they do defensively. They're relying on three-point shooting, which is a weakness at times, but here against a Memphis team that likes to play a little bit of that drop coverage scheme that the Milwaukee Bucks play a lot, which gives up a lot of three-point shots. That's what the New York Knicks want to do. So, took three and a half, and uh, I'm going to hope that that is the right side here. Now it's up to four, so that's the wrong of the number, but two others, right side. All right, three best bets for you tonight in the association. Our buddy Doug Kazarian of ESPN had a best bet last night. On the Spurs, minus four. And I was talking with Doug about this last night. What a brutal beat. Uh, Up 15 going to the fourth quarter last night. Uh, This is from Elias Sports Bureau. The Warriors trailed by 15 entering the fourth quarter and won without their top two leading scores. It was the second time in NBA history the team won a game after trailing by 15 points entering the fourth quarter without their top two scorers in the game. And as you mentioned uh, today, it was a 12-point game with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. No Stephen Curry, no Clay Thompson. It was the Golden State Warriors B team last night, and uh, they roared back to win the game 124-120. to 120. And as Doug said, eh, it's nice to be a part of history. <laughs> right. I've been on the wrong side of those, so yeah. I guess it is. I know I was one of those where I was – I knew the result, and I was watching the game, and I'm like, when does this comeback start? Because it was getting later and later yeah. in the fourth quarter, and uh, it was quite the quick collapse I think what hurt even more is if you bet the Spurs money line, they had a one-point lead and a ball with 20 seconds to go yep. and turned it over, and uh, the Warriors hit a go-ahead three-pointer. Lost by four. I was going to say, and up losing by, by four. four still. Hey, you know, I was going to ask you, is Greg Popovich almost at the end of the road? Because it, it seems like he doesn't have much enthusiasm for coaching anymore. That um, embarrassing fourth quarter collapse last night to me is just uh, a continuation of a trend of uh, the Spurs really headed in the wrong direction here the past couple seasons. Yeah, and I think it's hard to have the same th- when when you're a guy who's been as good as he has been, right, and has a, has had teams as good as they have been, right, right, coaching a bunch of youngsters trying to develop a team to then build for something else. I don't know. I think it's kind of hard. So. Part of this is on pop. Part of it's just on a roster that's kind of flawed and have some really good pieces like DeJounte Murray's freaking awesome and Derek White's pretty good and there's some other guys, but they just need more talent on that roster. Well, they've had a couple of years to get their act together. Is yeah. it going to happen? Uh, uh, pop seems like he's at the age where he doesn't really give a damn. Yeah, I, I would agree. There are times where it's just like he's just like he flips the hands up and he's like, All right, I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go to college hoops. Last night, I had great closing line value on Iowa State plus four and a half. Kansas top player was out. O'Shea Abraji 
one of the top five players in the country, I would say. CLV, 21 points per game score. Doesn't make the trip to Ames. Eh, it doesn't matter. Iowa State gets beat 70 to 61 last night, so that's a loss. I actually thought that was a good bet. I, w- I would make that bet again if these teams played tonight and Eric Bozzi was not playing. I will say this, JVT, I'm not going to bet on Iowa State again this season. Oh, yeah. Okay. One write of those, that huh? down. Yeah. Never, one of those. <clears throat> never again this season. TJ Otzelberger is such a crappy X's and O's coach that I get what I deserve for betting on the Cyclones. I've known that guy is a terrible X's and O's coach, but I thought the situation set up pretty well for the Cyclones last night. And Bill Self just coached circles around him in that nine point win that uh, Iowa State really could never make close. Yep. Uh, Alabama, this was just a bad bet by me. I took seven with the tide. Uh, the underdog was 13-0-1 against the spread in Alabama's previous 14 games. Now it's 13-1-1 because the tie just uh, a little weak inside. Poor shot selection. Just could not hang with Auburn last night. Did close the gap to two or three points in the second half and then got blown out. So It's kind of like the same time as the last time they played, right? Except the final result was not was, four points. <laughs> yeah, it was a four-point game in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama was a three-point favorite. I, uh, you know, that was a bad bet. So I'll just take the loss and uh, learn from that one last night. Tonight, I've got two uh, Big Ten underdogs. Uh, you can catch 11 with Minnesota right now against Purdue. Purdue is... Uh, Five and nine against the spread in the past 14 games. I think that's a reflection of a lot of these lines being inflated. I I thought this number should be eight and a half. And I still think the dog is going to be live tonight. Purdue's in a difficult, I think, tricky scheduling spot. I'll call it that. Off the uh, dramatic win over Ohio State after blowing a 20-point lead on Sunday. And then you got games against Michigan and Illinois on deck. Uh, I don't think you get a fully focused uh, Purdue effort in this game tonight. Plus, the perimeter defense has been weak, and uh, that's going to be a problem on the road when you're a double-digit favorite. Uh, Wisconsin plus seven against Illinois, a battle for first place in the Big Ten, and uh, I really don't have a great reason to bet the Badgers here, except I think the number of seven was a little high. I made this number five, Mm -hmm. and Maybe my number is a little bit off, but I know Illinois is back to full strength with Kofi Coburn and Curbelo, the guard back on the uh, back on the floor for the Illini. But Illinois is the type of team that can blow leads too. We saw it to uh, we saw it against Michigan State last week. I think the uh, the matchup problem inside with Coburn is going to be something the Badgers going to have to try to figure out tonight. But Johnny Davis has been on a tear. This is a Wisconsin team that won straight up at Purdue. And I think uh, the Badgers could take this one to the wire tonight. So I took seven in a game that I made five. We'll see how that turns out tonight with two Big Ten dogs. And the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, four futures plays. Maverick McNeely at 28-1. to Cameron Tringali, 31. Kevin Streelman, 50. And Ches Reeve, 100-1. And I'll just sum it up by saying all four of those guys are horses for the course. Very strong course history, very good current form. Uh, you saw McNeely and Tringali near the top of the leaderboard last week at Torrey Pines, and uh, those would be my four plays for uh, Pebble Beach this week. All right, before we get out of here, let's uh, reverse back to college of basketball really quickly because we haven't spent much time on, as you said, arguably the best game on the board, potentially outside of that Big Ten showdown between Wisconsin and Illinois. Yeah. Back on January 19th, Villanova at home against Marquette closed as a 14-point favorite, lost 57-54. to 54. Exactly. Now they're on the road laying just four and a half 
against Marquette here. That's a pretty big swing in terms of a power rating. That's a big swing, but I think Marquette uh, deserves to be bumped up in the power rating too because uh, if you look at it, what's Marquette won? Eight of the last nine games? Yes. Uh, off a two-point loss at Providence. Shaka Smart's done a really good job here. So that 14-point number the first time. Seven out of eight, excuse me. Seven out of eight. eight straight. Okay. Uh, that 14-point number in the first meeting was obviously out of whack. And uh, Marquette got a three-point win. I like these conference revenge spots a lot of times, but I lost with that with Alabama last night. Yeah. I'm going to pass on this game uh, because I, I think Marquette might be for real. Uh, Mitch Moss actually sold me on a 300 to one. 300 to one. <laughs> yep. I went ahead and bought it. 300 to one on Marquette last week. Mitch convinced me to go ahead and do it. So uh, I took triple digits on uh, Marquette. Uh, why can't Marquette be a Sweet 16, Elite 8 team? And then who knows what happens from there. Hey, uh, last last note here I wanted to uh, throw at you. What do you think of the Washington football team's new nickname, the Commanders? Uh, that's awful. Terrible. Yeah, not very good. It's got to be unanimous that people think this sucks. Uh, like I said, yeah, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to the soccer route, which is Washington FT. Just keep the football team thing. I would prefer uh, the Cleveland baseball team just go by baseball team Spiders. instead of uh, – Huh? Spiders. Guardians. Really? Nah. Spiders. Uh, no. How about Washington's Red Storm, Red Wolves? How about Stormy Bonatoni? My She's up next. Coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.